Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on this Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. That's your way to listen to the show each and every day. Also, watch our show on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button, like this video, share it with your friends. We're continuing to put out awesome content, talking all things Duke basketball and other things going on in the life of Duke athletics. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. On today's show, I want to bring on my good friend Josh Smith from the Devil's Den podcast. He and his crew recently got the opportunity to sit down with Duke basketball head coach John Shire at Media Day that happened about a week or so ago. So we'll discuss all of that and more here on today's program. Josh, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you, my friend? I'm well, man. I'm glad to appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no doubt about it. Excited to talk about the conversation that you guys had with Coach John Shire uh, and talk about where this Duke basketball team is at right now here in the summer of 2023. Duke had a media day about a week ago. That's where we got the injury updates from Filipowski and other players themselves. John Shire spoke in the main media room and then had an opportunity to sit down with you. Not only is there a media day right before the season gets going, Duke all of a sudden kind of set up an impromptu media day here in the middle of July. Incredibly rare, but yep. wanted some uh, some good coverage for the team and to give updates like that. So tell us a little bit about how the, all this came together for your crew. Yeah, so we were really fortunate. Um, you know, Adam Rowe over at the Devil's Den kind of hit some of us up. I actually wasn't able to attend in person, but Raul and Shu were both able to go down to Cameron. Um, it seemed like it was a really cool event. I had a little live practice, had some player stuff. Obviously, Coach Shire came on and talked. Um, and yeah, I don't remember these being uh, as commercialized or as advertised as this in the past. It seemed like typically like last year we were in Charlotte for like ACC Media Day and that's more of the, the situation. Um, but maybe it's just a, a new coach, a new thing, trying to gain more exposure, whatever the reason is. But it was a really cool event. And I know, you know, Chu and Raul definitely kind of fanboyed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a lot's going to change between now and the actual ACC Media Day in October, the event, as you said, that's in Charlotte annually. But uh, good to hear from the head coach uh, at the podium and then getting a chance to chat with him, as you guys did uh, in that fun forum going into the interview. What were some of the big things that you wanted to know from Coach Shire going into that, Josh? Talk about yeah. your preparation for this. I mean, this is yeah, a cool opportunity yeah, that so. you had. and. Everybody wants to know what they would ask them, what they would be able to ask the head coach of Duke if given the opportunity. For sure. The first thing is I wanted to be really intentional about not making everything about K. Um, just uh, that was just an intentional kind of media thing on my end of, you know, he's kind of asked, he's been asked those questions. He's answered those questions to death. There's not much you can really take from that anymore. You know, I feel like we've kind of understood that. So I really wanted to make it more about just his experience his vision, um, what does Duke continue to look like under John Shire? And he was really gracious with his time. If, if 
everyone listening, if you haven't had the chance to speak with John, this guy's first class all the way. Um, super genuine, super authentic. Uh, and I thought we really kind of got like a very conversational flow out of it. Like it didn't seem super scripted. It didn't seem those kind of generic answers. So um, I was really happy with how it turned out. He talked about recruiting. He talked about his first year, talked a lot about how he wants to manage the portal and, and kind of the high school ranks and what that might look like. And then we talked a little bit about the, the class coming up and this roster as it's pretty deep pretty deep a really deep team which is really fun and and talking about the players needing to earn the opportunity to get out there on the floor obviously you've got big decisions uh, that were made by a trio of sophomores coming back but they're not the only sophomores coming back for another season when you got another year of development for Christian Reeves and Jaden Shute Mm -hmm. and what that could look like Uh, thinking about this team going into the new season and, and following your conversation with Coach Shire I mean what do you think about this potential Duke rotation and the fact that it is such a deep team. Yeah, I think he said two things that really stood out to me. One, and I think he said this in his press conference too, but one is he said that we have 12 players, but not 12 guys are going to play, right? So you're not going to go 12 deep every night. And then the second part that kind of went along with that is just because you played a certain role last year doesn't mean you're going to play that same role this year. I think if we take those two things, it really means that he's trying to let – I think he's trying to create competition. Right. He wants these guys to, hey, just because you started at guard or just because you started and played every game, you, you got to earn it again. Um, so I like the tone that that sets. And it also to me kind of, you know, I, I don't think that he was singling any player, one player out. But for us, we kind of looked at it as, well, what does that might mean for like a Jeremy Roach or, um, you know, someone in that spot where you do have an influx of, of additional talent coming in, even a guy like Ryan Young, what does that role look like, you know, a year removed? Um, those were the two biggest things to me is create the competition. I do think we, he wants to play a little bit deeper and faster, but like you said, not we're not going to play 12 guys. So whatever the separation looks like, um, I think he's still trying to kind of create that a little bit. John Shire had the opportunity to sit down with the Devil's Den and also speak with the main media ahead of the upcoming basketball season. A lot of interesting things about the depth of this team and what the team could look like out on the floor. We'll continue that conversation and a whole lot more with our pal Josh Smith when Locked On Blue Devils continues here in just a moment. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our good friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do is go and add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We move forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Josh Smith from the Devil's Den podcast. All right, tell me a little bit about the podcast. Not only this recent interview that you did with John Shire, but 
previous episodes that you've had, what's coming in the future, and of course, where folks can find this awesome content. For sure, for sure. I guess we'll start with that. So you can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're on uh, Google, Apple, Spotify, kind of wherever out there, just the Devil's Den podcast. Um, we've had a lot of like fortunate guests here recently. So we just had Coach Shire on. We were able to talk with Mark Mitchell for about 15 or 20 minutes before that. Just got off last night with Brian Geisinger. He's wrote like four different articles about the five-out offense and what a deep backcourt we have. Um, and then we're meeting with uh, Steve Clark to do our Peach Jam recap. So he was able to go down to Rock Hill and spend a, spend a couple of days down there covering a lot of recruits. Obviously, uh, Cooper Flagg, Cameron Boozer being the two most prominent that most people are wanting to talk about. Um, and so we've got kind of some guests that we've had lined up. We've had a full summer slate. We're working right now by trying to, obviously, the Brotherhood podcast. If y'all aren't listening to that, I highly recommend y'all go check that out. We're trying to either get someone on the production side to maybe come on and just talk about that initiative and what that looks like. I just listened to the Wojo one yesterday. Phenomenal. So, um, you know, it's summer, so we're trying to kind of feel it out and get some guests on. I think we've done a pretty good job, but uh, it's still early. You know, we still got a few months so we'll see what happens there's tons of duke basketball content out there for everybody to consume and happy to promote all of it because uh, look we all love duke hoops so yeah. let's share all the great stuff that's out there so speaking to the work that you guys have done and again going back to some of the things that coach shire had said let's focus in on 12 players right now a lot of people curious whether or not a 13th player would come in via the transfer portal with that open scholarship Coach Shire alluding to the fact that nobody entered the transfer portal from Duke, as we've discussed ad nauseum at this point, but how impressive mm -hmm. that is for this squad. But not all 12 players are going to get the chance to play. A really, really healthy dose of competition is set to take place. Again, just what do you think this means? Because there are – look, you're playing for Duke. You have a scholarship to play basketball at Duke. Those don't just go out to anybody on the street. Right. And here we are with a, a really good crop of players to play. Yeah. And I think another thing that, that he said that was really important is he wants all of his guys to see daylight or to feel that even though you might not be playing a lot right now, there's a path to get there, right? There's an opportunity for you to get there. So he talked about being very selective in the portal. Um, obviously, over the summer, uh, especially a few months ago, we've all talked about the homes and the bonas and the different types of guys, the Shedricks. Um but I think that kind of matches now, like what he was talking about. It has to be right because I don't want to over recruit. Um, I don't want to bury guys. I want everyone to feel, even if it's not right now, there's a path for you to get to playing time. Um, I thought that was huge. And I think it speaks to how you get three guys to, to come back and then how you still bring four, you know, top 15, top 20 guys in and make that work because he's sold. Maybe it's not so much of a sell, um, but they've, they've laid out a plan for daylight. So Jaden shoots sees a way to earn minutes. Jalen Blake sees a way to get on the floor. Christian Reeves has an opportunity to get there. Um, and then from there, I think that creates that healthy competition that creates that, that practice mentality. Um, and, you know, hopefully it'll be a good thing for us. I've uh, often been leading the Jaden Shoot Parade, so hopefully there is more of an opportunity for him to be out there on the floor. You'd like to think that the chances are greater than they were a year ago because he's had a year in the program, the development that can take place and that sort of thing. We spent so much time talking about the sophomores that made a big impact as freshmen a year ago in Filipowski, Mitchell, and Proctor. But what about those other two, Josh? What about Jaden Shoot and Christian Reeves in particular? 
what kind of an impact do you think that they could have on this team? Yeah, it's hard to tell right now. What I've seen out of the videos and some of the practice footage, um, Jaden's shot looks good. You yeah. know, it looks good. And when he's shooting it with confidence, I think that was the the difference last year is, you know, one thing as a fan that it's hard to do, if you go to a lot of games, you can see it, the the speed of the game at this level compared to high school, right? How quickly you have to get into your set, how quickly you have to be ready to catch and shoot, the, the separation that you can't get, that he was probably able to get very easily in high school. It just takes guys a little bit, I think, to adjust to that. Um, you know, I think that the way that we're looking to play this year I think we are going to go deeper, and I think shooting is going to be such a staple of what we do when you look at a Jared McCain, a Jaden Shoot, a TJ Power. I think John's going to want to put a lot of shooting around Flip, um, a lot of shooting around Ryan Young, a lot of shooting around Christian Reeves, you know, to be able to really have that space. Um, so I think Jaden, if the shot's there, he seems like a, he's bought in fully, seems like a great teammate. Why not? You know, you have so many guards already that are going to do the bulk of the handling and Jeremy and Tyrese and even Caleb Foster and McCain. Shoot is a perfect guy that you just plug over there. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. You don't have to run anything for him. Just let him be 40% in the corner on the wing and just get acclimated to the to the game. And for Reeves, I think the biggest thing – I think I was most impressed with his offense, but I think the key to his playing time is going to be defense, right? What is he going to look like on that? And if he can if he can show the ability to defend the pick and roll and offer some rim protection, he's not going to be Derek Lively. But that's the biggest hole on this roster, right? Of like who is going to be that that bruiser at the five when we play some of these tougher teams. It's there for him. There's an opportunity there to to eat some of those minutes. Maybe Sean Stewart takes some of those as well, but doesn't quite have the size that Reeves does. Locked on Blue Devils here today. JJ Jackson alongside Josh Smith from the Devil's Den podcast. We're talking about Duke basketball going into the new season, that 2023-2024 campaign, and talking about some sophomores going into the new year. All right, let's go back to those three then that made important decisions to come back for another year. Mark Mitchell being one of the guys that you guys – had an opportunity to sit down and talk with uh, as he gets ready for his second season. He's healthy now. We're seeing drives to the brim. All of us are loving those clips that Duke men's basketball is releasing from uh, from some workout footage and whatnot. But as we get set for year two of Mark Mitchell, what are you thinking about? I'm really – well, first he looks like he's really just committed to the weight room. Him and (laughs) Coach Smith – I mean, he's been on campus this whole time pretty much. Um, He looks huge. He looks good. He looks quick. Uh, So I think that if there were any doubts about what he could look like at power forward or playing the four, I'm not worried about that. And I think what that does for him in terms of opening up that space, not having Flip and Lively down there together – the, the driving lanes just weren't always there sometimes. And so if you put him at the four, you put him in this five out kind of offense, he, we already know he's a good corner shooter. We already know his ability to cut. Um, and so I think, I think he could have a really special year. I mean, he can play with any of these other guys, all the other 10 or 11 guys, Mark Mitchell's always in that lineup that I'm looking at of the guys I want on the floor. And, you know, he started 35 games last year. I expect that to kind of be the case again. 
Yeah, he's going to make a big impact on this team, and I'm excited to see the growth in his offensive game. Uh, you know, we talked about all throughout the season, Duke only lost one game the entire year uh, in which he scored double figures. I think he's going to be more aggressive going into the new season. And then something that we need to talk about here, Josh, is here we are kind of highlighting the shooting that this Duke team has. What does that mean? I think that means more opportunities to drive to the rim. And so yeah. if Mark Mitchell wants to put his head down, and get to the rim, that could create some easier scoring opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. And because, you know, we saw a lot of drop coverage last year played against Duke, and I don't think teams are really just going to be able to dare us to shoot this year. I mean, that we, you know, maybe so, but on paper right now, we have a lot of guys that look like they can really kind of make you pay from out there. And as those closeouts, Mark's a perfect guy, you know, if he wants to backdoor you, if he wants to cut off ball. Um, I was really impressed last year with just some of the stuff Shire was running off offensively in terms of the kind of Euro NBA kind of sets. And so you get a guy like Mark cutting and off ball and the movement, it's hard to guard that. So, you know, Flip's going to be doing some high low stuff. He's going to be on the perimeter. I'd love to see Mark's had a good post game. I'd like to see if they switch and you get a guard Mark matched up on Mark, put him at the basket, you know, and let him go to work down there. Um, you know, I, I'm really high on Mark myself, so maybe that's just me. I think if we have him against Tennessee, then that goes a different way. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be a leader. You know, he might not be named a captain, but I think he's going to be a leader. He's a connector. He's a guy that you want on the floor again with any of those lineups. He can have the ball. He can not have the ball. He's, he's just a winning player, just a positive player. Impromptu question. You just brought it up. Who are those captains for Duke basketball going into the year? Yeah, you know, you, you got Roach as your senior as a, as a captain coming back, so I would expect that. Um, you know, what I've been seeing and hearing and just some of the clips that we've I, – I would be kind of surprised if Proctor – doesn't doesn't get a nod on that too he's it, from all reports he's really taken that um you know he's leading the group text he's getting guys going very vocal um so it'll be interesting to see how many captains right i think we've seen three in the past yeah you know that's probably about the max i would think you know if you get too many in there then you lose the value of what that means um but I, I don't. I think it would be a little bit weird too if it was just Roach and Proctor. So maybe there is another guy. Maybe you have a Jalen Blakes or a Ryan Young would be a great probably fit as just yeah. that vocal guy, that veteran guy. Um, so I'll go those three. I'll say Roach, Proctor, and Ryan Young for right now. My money's on Ryan Young to get one of those opportunities. Yeah, it's just it's hard to envision a world where Roach doesn't get that honor being yeah. a senior and having, like you said, being the lone captain on the team a year ago. I think he's kind of earned that right and. Do think he is kind of a, a captain figure for this team, and everybody's going to look to him to kind of lead the way. What are you expecting out of senior season, Jeremy Roach? Here we are in July. This answer could change, uh, but uh, what are your early thoughts on him going into another year? It, it's kind of hard to predict. We were talking to Brian Geisinger last night, and I think we kind of boiled it down to what we would like to see is like a low usage, like game moderator for 30 minutes and then for him to be the closer i think that's his best role is get guys going play within the flow of the team um but with five to seven minutes left if we need a bucket we need someone to create it's got to be roach we saw it two years ago it got us to a final four right M michigan state arkansas just picking the texas tech just picking those teams apart both Carolina games last year, we pretty much beat them the same way both times, right? Like Roach gets the ball, high ball screen, goes right to the rim, you know, rip Baycott on both of those. So he's probably the only guy that really has that, 
that burst to get by his man and just kind of create something in the half court like that. So that's what I'm looking for. I'd um, like to see a little bit of an improved shooter out of him, and I think that that will happen just with the roster that we'll have. Um, and then maybe, you know, a, a dormant roach for the first 25 minutes of the game, and then when it's crunch time for him to kind of just be that guy. Are ready to take over whenever. Yep. I know Jeremy Roach is comfortable doing that. That's Big shot sure. maker, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Josh, the time is always greatly appreciated. Always fun when you stop by and visit us here on Lockdown Blue Devils. One more time, where can people find your work? Yep. So anywhere you listen to your podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, wherever, we're on all the major platforms. Um, you can find us on Twitter, Devil's Den Pod 247. You can find us on the boards, thedevilsden.com. There's all kinds of articles and stories recruiting wise going up over there. So um, it's the summer, but like you said, a lot of content coming through right now. So no better time to get involved. Thanks for the time today, Josh. We'll do it again. Appreciate soon, you, JJ. Okay? All right, Take that's care, Josh Smith joining us here on the podcast today. So much fun when he stops by. That's going to do it for our show here today. As always, go do a vlog tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day. <laughs>